Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInniff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, where I give you information and education about senior care topics. My name is Ryan McInniff. I am the owner of Minute Women Home Care, a private home care agency in, in the greater Boston area, and I am also the host of the, the uh, Caregiver's Toolbox. So today I wanted to talk about where does business go from here. Um, you know, we're in, in, in early to mid-May, and, uh, and I kind of wanted to talk about what I think is going to happen in the future. Um, you know, I think what's going to happen in the future is, uh, quite frankly and succinctly, this is going to be very good for private home care. It's going to be very bad for nursing homes and assisted livings. Um, right now, I can't imagine that anybody wants to put their mom or dad into a community or facility of any kind unless it's absolutely necessary. I think that you're going to find a a lot of nursing homes are going to close over the next 12 months. I think you're going to see a lot of assisted living struggle and some close over the next uh, year as well. The reason I say this is because, um, at least in the Boston area, it feels like uh, it feels like Dunkin' Donuts kind of with assisted livings. If you're if you're you know how when you buy a new car and you you buy your new vehicle. Um, I drive a Subaru, so I got a Subaru, and you know when you, 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 before you buy the car, you're like, yeah, I don't see those cars very often, and then when you start driving your own car, you see your car like every single time you drive out on the road, and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this many people own the same car that I own. Well, I feel like that's what I've seen over the last few years with assisted livings. If you're not in the industry, it's probably something that you'd never notice because you're not looking for it, but there are assisted livings on top of each other in the Boston area. They're just everywhere. And I think that things, you know, people making far more money than I am have determined that it is still viable to build and rent out space in assisted livings. But, you know, at the end of the day, how is that going to change moving forward? And when you look at Assisted living specifically, we'll talk about now. Assisted livings, and this isn't meant to be a uh, a knock on them in any way, but they are the closest kind of model that you can look at. Is they're they're like a hotel. Um, they provide care, limited amounts of care. They have people that work there that um, are nurses and CNAs and home health aides. They help. They do a great job, and they provide a great service. But at the end of the day. When business decisions are made about assisted livings, they are looking at occupancy rates. They're looking at how many beds and how many rooms are filled. That's all that matters when you're talking business-wise. Because if you don't have the, the buildings occupied, you're not making any money. Which is why when you see hospitals and nursing homes and um, assisted livings, usually the 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 parking lots are like the worst in the world because it 
a parking lot doesn't make you any money, right? It's just a, a lost cause that you have to pay taxes on and you have to maintain, but it doesn't bring in any revenue. So you'll see some nursing homes that have just absolutely terrible um, parking uh, availability, which I understand. It's not a moneymaker. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that the building is filled. And what I've noticed, and I've never been a salesperson for an assisted living, but I, what I've noticed kind of in a roundabout way talking with people is that if you're over 90% occupancy rate, you're doing good. You know, most of the time people are really happy. They're thrilled. You know, if you only have one or two rooms available, you have nothing to worry about. If you start slipping down into the 80s, you start sweating a little bit. And if you start slipping down into the low 80s or maybe even the 70s, um, you know, people are coming around from corporate uh, trying to figure out what the heck is going on and why things are so bad there. Um, you know, I've even heard about that when you're at 85% occupancy. They really want that above, you know, as close to 100 as possible, but over 90%, 95%. Um that's what I've kind of gotten from friends of mine that have spoken to me candidly. Like, and, and, it, and it's weird because it can come in, um, in waves. You could be doing great and then things are bad and then the, the wave comes in again. Same with private home care. Sometimes there's not a rhyme or reason on why um, we all of a sudden get an influx of business and then all of a sudden we go through a drought. But with assisted livings, their business is based off of making sure their building's full. Same with a nursing home. Um, and right now is not a good time to be in a pooled care business, meaning that you have a number of people that need care and then you have a few people that provide that care um, to a number of individuals. Assisted living communities and nursing homes are following under that category where I don't think people want to go to them right now. I'm, I know for a fact most assisted livings in nursing homes have refused to allow people in. Assisted livings, I should say, have, have put a hold on any new movements. They, they, they are not allowing people to move in. And nursing homes, while they are technically allowing people to move in, are also denying people as well because they don't want to risk COVID. So... I explained in the last podcast how nursing homes have lost a lot of revenue. And because of that, they're having staffing cuts, staffing shortages, and they're closing. And I think, if you didn't listen to it, listen to that one. It was the, the previous one. That that on, on top of um, COVID is going to make a lot of these nursing homes close. I think COVID is going to accelerate a number of closures. You know, we're seeing that like uh, uh, Macy's and Nordstrom's and J.C. Penney are all kind of basically, you know, Victoria's Secret is as well. These these retail clothing stores and department stores are starting to uh, go into bankruptcy, and they were more than likely going to be going into bankruptcy one way or another. COVID just sped up the process. Um, they just, you know, they were trying to um, prevent the inevitable and now COVID came along and just, 
you know, was the final nail in the coffin. And I know that's maybe not the greatest analogy, but it's an analogy. Um, and you're going to see that with nursing homes. And and unfortunately, where the nursing homes are going to be um, um, the worst hit are going to probably be ones that are in, in maybe the rural, rural areas and places that are in the less affluent areas where there's a lot more Medicaid or Medi- Mass Health, um, and there's going to be a big problem with their revenue is basically completely uh, uh, maybe not completely dried up, but dried up quite a bit um, because that short-term rehab where people have um, generally been going to and where their money was made is now nobody wants to go to a nursing home because they don't want to risk it. Nobody wants to go to a hospital because the hospitals are getting bailed out right now because they've lost so much revenue. Nobody's going to hospitals. And the hospitals are the feeders for nursing homes and, and in some cases a lot of assisted livings. So they are going to have a number of problems um, getting people to, convinced to go into a nursing home. And how, how are you going to sell against, hey, how are you going to prevent my mom or dad from getting COVID? Well, there's not really any get. We've done, you know, PPE. We, we do the, 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 the temperature, the thermometer check. You know, that's all good, but still hasn't prevented it and I think that's going to be a problem and I feel bad for that people in assisted living nursing homes because some of them are my friends and I want to see them successful because if they're successful I'm also successful because they refer to me and they 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 help and it's 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 a relationship um, but I did say at the beginning that I think this this is going to be good for home care and and the reason why I think it's going to be good from home care is because I think right now we're at the beginning stages of like acceptance of this new norm like hey you know we we I think if we're being realistic, we know that 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 working from home is probably going to be staying around for a while. That restaurants are going to uh, not be completely full. Bars aren't going to be opening. Nightclubs aren't going to be opening. People are still going to hold back and stay home more, even if places are open. Additionally, we're looking at what, 30 million uh, unemployed. Um, so the economy is going to be taking a hit as well. My point is people aren't going to be going out as much. Um, and, and this has some pros and some cons, right? In the short term, private home care might get hurt because people are unemployed and they're not able to care for their mom or dad anymore. Or they are, excuse me, they are able to care for their mom or dad because they're employed and they have the time. So I think some of those smaller cases are going to be cared for by their loved ones because it makes sense that, hey, I'm not working right now. I'm getting unemployment. I can go to the grocery store. I can bring mom to here and there. I can go clean up her house and make her some meals. I can do the kind of some of that um, non-personal care caregiving. I think where you're going to continue to see um, increases in business for private home cares in live-ins and high cases where high, high hourly cases where somebody needs a lot of care whether that's somebody's up at night wandering because of dementia needs um, and they're going to say hey listen my mom's a fall risk she has dementia she needs around the clock care and we can't provide that i can be there with mom during the day but i need somebody here at night or hey you know what it makes sense to have a live-in come in here and live with mom or dad and what I mean by that new normal is that we're accepting the fact of our new reality and 
maybe people aren't as scared anymore because we kind of know what we're dealing with right now. We kind of know that COVID's, um, you know, not as deadly as we thought it was for the general population. It's probably around 1% um, uh, uh, death rate, which is obviously not good, but it's a lot better than a 5% death rate. Um, and, you know, if you're a younger adult, if you're under 60 and you don't have comorbidities or underlying health uh, conditions, you should be relatively safe from this. Obviously, there are plenty of examples of people who are healthy that went on a ventilator. I know that, but we're talking big picture in general. Um, so, you know, what is likely to happen over the next few few weeks to next few months is that we're going to start going back to work in some capacity, whether it's working from home, going into the office, the, the restaurants are going to open up a little bit, but not fully. You know, you're still not going to have bars and clubs and things like that. You're not going to have uh, large events, but you're still going to have to have people going back to work because there's so many people out of work and we're going to go into a depression if we don't. Um, and because of that, people are going no longer going to be able to care for mom or dad because they have to go back to work in some capacity. And I think that the only option that's going to be available for people in their minds is to have private home care come in. And I think this could be for a while, um, at least to the end of the year. And so I think that there is the chance that private agencies can come out of this looking a lot better than other businesses. I think there's the chance that private agencies um, may not make, you know, hand over fist money. I'm not saying that business isn't bad. It's not good. But we're still going to be in business. We're not going to come out of this with huge amounts of debt. And we're going to be able to um, keep the lights on and and keep going. And I think that's where there's going to be a bit more of the light at the end of the tunnel business-wise for private agencies than you're going to see for assisted livings and nursing homes. Um, but could be wrong. You know, that that certainly is just kind of my guess and my speculation on things. I've washed my hands. I can wipe my eyes. Um, and so with, with that being said, I think that's kind of what the future is going to hold. Um, you know, does that mean that we're going to have long-term growth? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But I don't think anybody's too worried about long-term growth right now. I think we're worried about, you know, the next quarter, the next two quarters, you know, the end of the year. Like, can we make it through this? And there are going to be a lot of businesses, unfortunately, that don't. A lot of businesses in retail and the service industry that don't. And uh, that's that's unfortunate. And that's just kind of the facts of this. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where I see businesses going from there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people are comfortable to go into an assisted living or a nursing home. But I, I just don't see that happening for the foreseeable future with what you're seeing in these um, buildings and on the news and how bad it's gotten for not it's not just one outlier of a building. It's, you know, dozens and dozens of bu buildings that have numerous cases where some are losing 40 and 50 people in a matter of four to six weeks. And, you know, it's it's a disaster. And so, you know, I think that's going to weigh heavily on everybody's mind. And they're going to look at private home care as an alternative to keeping mom isolated in their home and to also try to keep caregivers as isolated as possible. You know, right now, a lot of caregivers are only t willing to take one case. And we're making 
caregivers, not making them, but we're asking caregivers to go into overtime. They, they take a little bit of money. They take like, let's say you, you take minimum wage instead of what your normal wages are, but then you give them enough overtime that it either equals out to what they were normally getting or they make even more money off of it. So they're working more. So that's kind of an option that I see is happening in private home care where people are going to say, hey, listen, you know what? I can provide you one caregiver per week. And that way it's a one-to-one with one caregiver versus needing to go into an assisted living where you have numerous caregivers and numerous uh, maintenance staff, numerous cleaning staff, numerous cooking staff, and numerous managers in there. So that's kind of where I see things going and heading. Uh, I could be wrong. I could be right. But, you know... Um, We're all trying to get through this, and that's kind of where I am seeing things in the future. So I appreciate you listening. I hope you stay safe and healthy, and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good day.